This is your station manager, Tucker Sterling Jensen, and I'd like to welcome you back to Back of House, Radio 5 Watt's very first interview series and podcast. This series is an opportunity for our founder and fearless leader, Mr. Caleb Garn, to sit down and chat with the Twin Cities musicians he holds in the highest regard. In this third episode, Caleb sits down with Toby Lee Marshall, one of the Twin Cities' greatest working Hammond B3 organists. He's playing the organ you can hear right now, so you know he's a badass. Caleb and Toby discuss organs, gigging, family, leaving and returning to music, the scene, and all the other ins and outs of playing music for a living. Toby's played with a long list of artists including the Cock Marshall Trio, Lonnie Brooks, Bernard Allison, and many, many more. Hear this episode on our stream in our iOS and Android app on our website at radio5watt.org, that's R-A-D-I-O-F-I-V-E-W-A-T-T.org, or download it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Caleb's interview with Toby Lee Marshall from Radio 5 Watt. Music from here to go. Could we have them just play cow cells behind us for the, for the entirety of the podcast? Absolutely. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Radio 5 Watt. This is the third episode of back of house uh i am your host caleb garn um we are recording this uh, episode of back of house at the five watt coffee in northeast minneapolis beltrami neighborhood uh, where we make delicious coffee food and we also serve beer and wine uh, i'm very excited about today's episode a very old well, I, I don't know how old. <laughs> a person I've known for a long time. That's the way to put it. <laughs> Mr. Toby Lee Marshall. Uh, old dear friend of mine, and I'm very honored that he agreed to come in and uh, let me talk about uh, his musical history specifically. And, uh, and what he might offer to the budding musicians of uh, the greater Twin Cities music scene uh, and beyond because we're broadcasting to the world. We are taking over the world, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> um, candidly, this uh, particular episode of BOH is brought to us by Fulton IPA 300 because that's what we're drinking. All right. And it's delicious. So, yeah. Yep. It's delicious. Toby Marshall. Hi. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Caleb. Um, so Toby and I have uh, collided in worlds of music many different times for many different reasons over the past, I don't know, 15 years, roughly? Boy. Maybe more. Closer to 20, I think. <laughs> Uh, so Toby, one of the questions that I ask every guest on Back of House is, is there a moment in your musical life where you decided or became aware that music was going to play a key role in the rest of your life? Absolutely. Of course. Um, now I can't tell you like the date or the time, but I was five or six years old at the most. Um, I had recently been put into piano lessons, and I was sitting down practicing, and I remember playing the C major triad and wanting it to rock, and, and just kind of thinking to myself, this is what I'm going to do, and I, I guess I knew it more than, you know, decided, hey, you know, I just, it just, it almost presented itself to me, like, here it is. So on a piano, yeah. Uh, I'd like to note to the audience that Toby is um, very likely one of the premier uh, Hammond organ players, not only in the Midwest, but safely the United States. Currently a Hammond-endorsed artist. Yes. Um, gets to tour the world. Uh, with a fellow named Greg Cock. Yes. Under the Cock Marshall Trio. That's right, by the record. 
<laughs> buy the record. <laughs> get on the uh, interwebs. Find it. Buy it. Uh, yeah. So started on piano, age five. I believe I was six when I when I was put into lessons. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, yeah, close but enough. Piano was always in the house, though. No, the piano came when the lessons started. Ah. Yeah, my folks decided uh, piano was the way I was going to go, and um, they found a teacher. They f- they found a piano. <laughs> right on. And then uh, I didn't get to go outside and play for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not bitter, Mom. I promise. So you, you start... What was your first piano teacher like? Um, my one and only piano teacher, really. Uh, her name is Judy Miller, little old lady in Hopkins, Minnesota. Uh, you know, went once a week uh, for a half an hour lesson, and she was she was amazing. She she took me on. She didn't she didn't usually take kids on as young as I was, but she took me on, and. Um, I was with her till uh, till I was about eighteen years old. So. No kidding. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judy Miller and Hopkins. Because yeah. when we met, you were 20, 21? 20, 21, Yeah, probably yeah. twenty one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize you yeah. had formal lessons that long. That's amazing. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the C triad, music lessons with Judy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want this to rock. Yeah. And, and that was the the light switch. It was just kind of like, yeah, all right, this is what I'm going to do. You know? All right. So when does the Hammond organ enter the fold? Okay. Um, the Hammond organ, probably somewhere in that same time period, within a year or two of that, I couldn't have been more than seven or eight. Uh, my dad took me to my first Minnesota Twins game at the Metrodome. And having to been a piano student for a while um i heard i heard the organ playing and i was just like dad what is that what is that sound what is that he's like oh yeah that's a hammond organ and uh the song they're playing is satin doll and i I, from that moment on it was like i need oh wow i need it yeah yeah that's amazing the uh so you're at the metrodome you hear the hammond organ satin doll yep uh didn't you get to play at the Metrodome? Yeah, so funny thing. Years later, um, I, uh, I somehow got the call to fill in for the great Sue Nelson, who's been the, the, the Twins organist for a long time. Actually, was an organist with the uh, Minnesota North Stars. If anybody remembers them, uh, I'm sure. Anyway, um, she had a conflict. I got called the sub. And as part of the gig, I had to come in and sit with her in the organ booth at the Metrodome and kind of learn the ins and outs of, you know, okay, play here, don't play here, you know, uh, you know, on the third inning, they're going to want you to play this song because they're going to put this up on the board and, you know, you put the headset on and they tell you everything, that you know, play now, whatever, don't play three blind mice because they'll throw you out. The umps don't like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> they can eject you from the ballpark. Um, <laughs> the best part of that, though, is um, going up into that booth and realizing that it wasn't a Hammond organ up there. Oh, wow. Same organ I heard as a kid. Thompson? It's some kind of Yamaha. I couldn't. I, I forgot what kind, but it's some kind of Yamaha, and it's got a little rhythm thing in it, so, you know, the little... Oh, wow. You know, it's great. So, you know, part of, part of, you know, a pillar of my being was kind of, like, shaken a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh. Well. Utter I, devastation. I guess, I, I guess I'm glad that my dad thought it was a Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll take a Hammond over that Yamaha any day. Yeah. You know, come to think of it, every time I've been to any of those ballparks and heard the organ sound, I always wondered why they used the worst Hammond setting <laughs> possible. Right? And, it, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. and they must be using a tone cabinet and not a Leslie. 
because it, yeah, it was just right. or it's some you know some Lowry or Thompson or whatever ultra roller rink. Yeah, just yeah. and yeah, no Leslie type thing. You know, no, it's straight in. Oh, that's funny. That's amazing. So yeah, that's that was that was kind of a fun fun little thing, and it, it ended up where uh, the the conflict Sue had with with whatever, so she couldn't do the game, went away. So I didn't end up filling in for her. Oh, so you had to. So fill I never it? got to do like. You never got to do the thing. Right, but I did uh, get to sit with her, and that was that was one of the cooler, sure. cooler experiences. And you know, it kind of brings it all together. So. All right, rattle off for the audience. Uh, maybe your top five uh, artists that you've got to perform with over the years, because the the list, folks, is in the hundreds. The multi-hundreds. Wow. So, if you can, rattle off maybe maybe favorite gigs or just artists that you, you really enjoyed working with, and every time you got that call, you were super stoked, and you got to go do it again. For our, <laughs> for our listening audience, my eyes are just wide right now. Uh, <laughs> hundreds. Gosh, Caleb. So you want me to tell you some of the most memorable gigs or, or artists that I've played with over the years? That, that you enjoyed. That I enjoyed. Well, of course I enjoyed playing with everybody. <laughs> Every moment um, was a treat. Um, <laughs> this isn't easy. I know. Um, but this is, this is the beauty of this process. I get right. to put you on the spot okay. for these things. Well, okay, so to kind of maybe go chronologically so I can kind of keep track. Um, Joe Giuliano, one of the most influence, you know, biggest influences on me in so many ways. Um, going from uh, just being a, a kid who showed up a, at a blues jam to, to being, you know, the guy who got paid. The house guy, yeah. You know, getting one that call. One of the key house guys. Getting that call, man, was, was pretty cool and pretty special. And, and, you know, I was 18 or 19 and I was just getting started in what I knew I was going to do my whole life yeah. and he came along with some really good advice and some you know a, a whole lot of patience for me I guess and yeah he put me right in there with him um, another guy would be Leon McCormick oh yeah um, he, oh. he probably had the most to do with why I can be such a lunatic you know on stage because he was always just energy and you know not only did the guy groove but you know, listening to him could make you move, but watching him and listening to him will make you happy. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, and so that really, I mean, I was right next to him on stage for like two solid years, and and I, I, I took a lot of that. T from, from Did that. he play with Joe? He was a bass player with Joe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. I don't know if I ever saw him playing with Joe with you. Mm. If you ever did back in the day, Okay. Because Leon was on the gig until at the I MMC. Went to yeah. Okay. Right on. So yeah, for the listening audience, Joe Giuliano um, was a incredible, incredible blues guitar player. It is is an incredible blues guitar player, um, and ran a blues jam that was really successful for several years at the Minnesota Music Cafe uh, over in St. Paul. Um, Leon McCormick, incredible, incredible bass player, um, who I, w I would say was even influential on me mm -hmm. as a, a uh, performer, a bass player, and even a producer because yep. he would, he and I would go deep on some serious <laughs> conversations oh, about yeah. sections and how to come in and out of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't have a ton of interaction with Leon, but the ones that I did. He wanted to get right into music every single time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, Caleb, what do you do, man? What are, what's your thing? Who are you into? What's going on? He was super excited to always have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it was yep. a lot of fun. Yep. That's Leon. So we got Joe and Leon, major influences, loved to play with them. Yeah, and there were, you know, there were a lot of guys in that little scene in that part of my life, too, that I should rattle their names off, you know? I mean, they're... There's so many people that had something to do with a little bit of it. Sure. You know, pardon me. Um, 
Okay, so moving along, obviously, I think getting the Lonnie Brooks gig when I was 19, 20 years old was was pretty special. It was Lonnie Brooks, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, one you know one of one of the alligator guys, you know, for part Chicago of huge Blues. part of the Chicago blues scene. Yeah, um, I got to I got to run around with him when I was I don't know 19, 20ish, and uh, got my first taste of touring. You know, got my first taste of kind of that upper echelon of the blues world you know um, we should point out that during that time of your life you moved to hammond indiana yes hammond indiana i always thought that was so ironic having driven through that town so <laughs> many hundreds and hundreds of times right, right. i can't do it without thinking about toby lee That's marshall right Indianapolis Boulevard, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. That was my exit. Think Hammond, the water tower said. Hammond. Nestled uh, beautifully right between (laughs) Gary, Indiana, (laughs) and outer Chicago. (laughs) Lovely. Oh, just a (laughs) slice of heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. That's right. All right. So Lonnie Brooks, Joe Giuliano. Um, Leon McCormick. Okay, well, I mean, do I did it? Is the condition that I had to have played with this person, or uh, not necessarily? Okay, no. Okay, well then, Steve Cherowan. We got to bring up uh, Steve. Steve Cherowan. Steve's the man. Steve was the man. You know, as as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you say that Steve and his playing, his affiliation locally with all music and then his affiliation nationally with all kinds of music um me knowing what i know about you i would make the assumption that he was the most influential part of at least your organ playing yeah without a doubt yeah yeah absolutely so steve was the he was the musical director for the combo for a while is that accurate? I couldn't tell you if that's accurate or not. So um, l- I would say his title would have been, I don't know, greatest organ player on earth. <laughs> 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 but as far as official titles, no. I, right. I have no insight on that. Yeah. Steve Cherowan, <laughs> the heyday of uh, a scene that we've referenced here on BOH before. Oh, man. Bunkers, late 90s. Church. There was no other. Uh, it was amazing. All right. So what, uh, all right, let me ask you a new question. (laughs) If there, is there an artist locally or regionally that you would love to play with that you've never gotten to play with? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Let me think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't give Toby any prep <laughs> for this interview. And I asked for it, too, didn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who locally, regionally, would I like to play with? Anybody that wants me to do my thing. I mean, without answering your question at all. Sure. Any, anybody who wants me to show up and be who I am. That's my most favorite thing by far. Right. Um, as far as who's out there right now, I've been at home with a couple kids a lot lately. So <laughs> <laughs> you're saying you're out of the loop. <laughs> I've been a little bit out of the loop. I'm, All right. uh, I'm, I'm making my comeback. I've, I've, you know, I've joined the ranks of Twin Cities again. Right, so right. That, Recently moved back to the Twin Cities from Wisconsin. from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, folks. Hey. Wisconsin. Man, Wisconsin's great. It's only about 15 miles away, but right. uh, it might as well be Mars to us uh, Twin Cityans. Yep, true. So, Toby left music for a spell. Mm-hmm. And... Much to the chagrin of many of us, sorry guys, there was a whole lot of WTF going on. <laughs> Toby's moving to Wisconsin and he's going to be a farmer. <laughs> yep, that's what I did. Tell us about it. 
Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> Boy. This was a... This was a busy time. There was a lot going on. How long... How long uh, clue the audience in. How long ago was this? This was about eight years ago. This was about six years ago. Six to eight years ago. I don't know. Let me get my calendar. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. I was playing, playing, playing. I, uh, I was playing with Bernard Alice. No, that was after I had the kid. Sorry. The kid is Louie. Love you, man. Um, <laughs> so I met my wife, Christina. She wasn't my wife when I met her. Um, but we, uh, we got together. We started a family, and I was kind of gigging and kind of burnt out on gigging. Um, and I kind of, you know, I kind of I decided to move to Wisconsin. I was still kind of playing here a little bit. My son was born, and then I kind of stopped playing here. And then I, um, you know, I, I ended up uh, hooking up with Bernard Allison and doing doing a bunch of touring with him while I was living in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I love Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I love Wisconsin. <laughs> I love parts of Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, Shortly after Louie, my son, was born eight years ago, I started playing with Bernard. I did that for a couple years. I, uh, I, got, I got sad leaving my son every time we would go on the road. So after a couple years, I decided I'm going to stop. I'm going to not gig, and I'm going to work for uh, my buddy's farm. And at the time, it was everything I needed. You know, like I said, I was burnt out on, on gigging. You know, hauling a 300-pound organ and a Leslie and a, you know, 88-key keyboard and an amp and, you know. Yeah. For, you know, for the usual dough, got, got old. It, it, it's really hard work, you know. Sure. And, yeah. So, between that, feeling that way and having a family started, you know, it, I wanted nothing more than to be at home. I wanted to be at home at night. I wanted to be at home on the weekends. And a regular sort of day job would provide that. Thanks to our friend Jonathan Earl Nelson, who owns a farm in uh, River Falls. Uh, Earl. He brought me onto the farm. He taught me a lot of stuff, man. He taught me how to drive trucks, which was what I wanted to do. I wanted to drive those trucks. I was shifting gears. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> and um, I actually started doing that part time before I'd quit playing. So I kind of had it in there and, and I just decided I wanted to be home. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And for about five years, I didn't gig a whole lot sporadically here and there. And Mostly with Earl. Yeah. 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 Who you worked for. Right. I, I saw him all day, every day. And then we would go to gigs, too. Sure. You know, yeah, I, I, I was kind of married to him for a while, mo- saw him more than his wife did. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> so you left music, and then you came back. Came back. So, okay. I work on the farm for five years. Um, through that time, I should mention there's this kid in River Falls named Dylan Salfer. He's this. 18 year old at the time when I met him he was 15 or so this guitar playing whiz kid you know just you know one of these guys right and he happened to live like around the corner from me this is a whole nother story um maybe I should tell it yeah um cause it kinda it kinda sparked just even the thought of coming back because I was content I was cool man you know um so yeah I mean okay so one day I come home from the farm I sit down in my backyard to just relax, and I hear this guitar playing, and I'm like, somebody's got their stereo up pretty loud. And then I, as I listen, I'm kind of like, no, that's just, that's somebody playing. That's actually, and they're actually kind of good. You know, they're, wow. Like, I was like, that's, that's really good. Like, there's a good guitar player in the neighborhood somewhere. Yeah. Riffing. Yeah. Just jamming, whatever. I mentioned it to my wife that evening. 
And then I thought no more of it. The next day I'm at work and uh, I get this message on my phone from this kid, Dylan Selfer, saying, hey, um, my mom and your wife work together and apparently you heard me playing yesterday. Um, I was out on my porch, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, I heard you're an organ player and we should jam sometime. And next thing I know, he's at my door. Well, it was Halloween, and he was taking his <laughs> brothers and sisters out. But uh, <laughs> anyway, That's, what a great story! <laughs> anyway, I knew it was him because he's this long-haired guy, you know, in a in a buddy guy's legend T-shirt, and you know, at my door on Halloween, and. I'm like, you're Dylan, and yeah, okay. So that's how we 15 started 15-year-old kid yeah, wearing a buddy guy t-shirt. Yep. Oh, like, there's oh, still a guy. You're that there's guy. still a guy. You're that guy. Yeah. So anyway, um, we started playing together here and there. And He'd come know, over and just set up, jam? No, like he'd call me for gigs. Oh. And we'd go do gigs. You know, and it was fun and whatever. And he's like, man, you, gotta, you should play with me more. And I'm like, no, you know, those days are over for me, kid. You know, like, ah. Uh, you know, I'm the gristled old vet, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're oh. cute, kid. Yeah, right. That Get was, out of here. Yep, that was a lifetime ago. That part of me is dead, child. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that went on for a few years. You know, I kept working at the farm. He'd still call me for gigs. I'd do them when I wanted to, blah, blah, blah. You know, I kept it easy. Right. And then one day, um, one day I pulled onto the farm and. I saw Earl, and he was fixing something on the farm. And let me tell you, uh, on the farm, Earl is – can I say the A word? Sure. Earl's a badass oh, on yeah. the farm. He can fix anything. Like, it's like, you know, you can tell when you're watching somebody who, like, really is good at what they're doing. And I pulled on the farm one day, and he's doing that. And I kind of had that thought, you know, like, God, it's like, it's like he was made to do this. And then it hit me. I need to go do what I was meant to do. Sure. And from that moment on, I decided somehow I'm coming back because that's who I am. Right. And I'm right. glad I took what, what, what time I did. I decided I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it differently. You know? How so? Well, I don't want to gig every night. I yeah. don't, don't want to schlep my organ into a different bar every single night. You know? 300 pounds, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Let me tell you something, drummers. <laughs> Listen to me, drummers. If you're pissing and moaning about, oh, lead singer shows up with a microphone, try being an organ player that actually lives and dies on the Hammond organ because Toby Lee Marshall lugs a 300-plus pound organ Everywhere. <laughs> so many jokes in there. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I decided I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to play cover tunes. I didn't want to play keyboards. Yeah. I didn't want to play keyboard sounds. I didn't want to play. I just wanted to play what I wanted to play. You know? And I figured between that and Uber... <laughs> I could probably do that and survive. Are, did you? Are you an Uber driver? Not yet. Oh, right on, right on. That would have been news to me. It would have been intensely comical. No. Oh, that no, would have been but, so you know, good. I, I haven't, you know, I haven't crossed it off of the list of possibilities. Right. Um, no, I just decided I'm going to come back and I'm going to do me and. I'm going to be me, and whatever happens, happens. And I didn't really have a plan, but I talked to my wife. We talked it over. You know, she knows me. She's, you know. Sure. And she's like, yeah, you should play music. You know? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it because you told me to, so. <laughs> right on. No. Uh, y yeah, it's. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, sorry. No, that's uh, <laughs> thank you. All right, so <clears throat> another question I'm, I've asked every uh, BOH guest: w Imagine for a moment, there's this is my own fantasy that there's this, this there's three thousand young budding 
passionate musicians tuning in every hanging on every word we're saying yeah and and they want to know what it takes to get where you are to get where i am <laughs> and it, i'm going to preface that by saying that Toby Lee Marshall probably doesn't think he's gotten to where anywhere near where he thinks is great. But let me tell you, folks, the man has done things, has been on recordings, has influenced other musicians in intrinsic ways that are incalculable. Can't figure it out. The musicality that's come out of this man in my own musical life and my own musical experience is just a glimpse into the tidal wave that you've thrust upon the musical community <laughs> of the Twin Cities over the past two decades. Good Lord. You've been busy. You've been very busy. <laughs> so what, what advice would you impart on to that 18-year-old that's just about to move out of the house. Their only dream is to become a professional musician. And the definition of that is to make a living as a musician. What would you tell them? Because <laughs> you're 20 years on the other side of that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Caleb, how real do you want to get, man? As real I, as you want. I mean, this can get real this could get real what would i tell well i would start with one of the first things i was told and you you can take it how you want but the advice to me was get yourself a meal ticket yeah you know in other words i mean it plays into every musician joke you know you know what do you you know what do you call a musician without a girlfriend you know <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's good to have backup if you can get it, sure. Get back up. Um, so find a find a support system is what you're getting. Yeah, you at. need support. You need support in one way or another because it's a struggle. It is. It is. I don't. Uh, you say make a living. What's a living? You know, can I pay my rent and eat barely right. and make it to my gigs? Yeah, you can do that. You're going to have to gig every night and most afternoons, I think. Right. Especially if you pay taxes. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. The hustle. The, the Grinch is on the BOH. Let's just. No, no, no. This is good. To, this is this is good because part of what I think exists out there is a lot of pie in the sky, blue sky. Oh, and if I if I believe it hard enough, I can will it to happen. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, youngsters, that is true. Yes. You if you believe that. it hard enough and you actually put in the work, yes, then yes, you, you can make it happen. You can figure out a way to scratch out a living. Absolutely. Toby and I know 50 guys that have pulled that off. Oh, and, and most guys have done it better than I have, you know. Yeah. By far. Um, diversify. You know, sure. You can't just look at playing gigs as the only way, unless your phone's just ringing off the hook. But that doesn't happen for most guys. Sure. Maybe a handful, sure. But all in all, diversify. Find other ways in music, you know, music related. Okay, get a job at Guitar Center, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Okay, you can do that. But I mean, there's other ways, you know. Sure. Um, I remember. So one of my favorite Toby Marshall stories uh -oh. from my personal relationship with you, <laughs> you call me up. I'm living in, I think I was living in Northeast <laughs> at the time. And you're like, Hey man, you want to help me move this organ? I'll pay you 50 bucks. And I was like, uh, when he's like, I'm out in front of your house <laughs> or I'm in the neighborhood. It was something like that. Okay. I don't remember what it was. So, as I recall, and this this could be very foggy, I think your organ was at the old A440 okay. in Northeast yeah, next to um, the old Grain Belt Brewery. Yeah, I need your help getting it down those steps. You need help getting it out of there 
but we were going to deliver it downtown because you had rented it out for the night. Do you remember who you rented it out to? No, I do not. That blows my mind, yes. Parliament Funkadelic. What? Yes, at the Quest. My Hammond and Leslie. Yes. You just... I helped you load it into the Quest. You rented it out to Parliament Funkadelic at the Quest. We stood on the stage, and I was like, dude, this is amazing. You don't remember this? I got nothing, man. Oh, my God. What? I remember seeing par- Parliament in San Diego. Um, not- Are you sure that was me? I'm 100% sure that was you. because... Wow, I would. I should remember that. We that's, lugged that's it scary. into the old Silver Astro. Yeah. Your your main C three of that era. Yeah. Yeah. My rig at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Black one forty seven. Yep. Jeez. And you, one of Boy. one of your organ dollies was jacked up, so like the wheel or something was funky, and you had Still to lift is. it and squeak it weird and do the whole thing. It took us like two hours, and then I think we went to Pizza Luce. Probably just back, walked there, right? Yeah, right around the corner, because yeah. we found parking, and we are like, oh, hey, Luce. Yeah. Did we drink a lot that night? We, <laughs> oh, probably. There, there may have been some Jägermeister See, involved. Wow. I remember doing some backline work for a, a fastball show at the Quest. Okay. Um... But maybe that was it, and I'm completely off my rocker. Well, that's that's what I remember. And I d- they didn't need the organ; they needed like my keyboard stand and my stool or some, you know, like something like that. Oh, we lugged your organ into the quest. I remember that. Parliament Funkadelic. I'm pretty this sure this is riveting podcast <laughs> right here. This this is this just proves how old we are. Holy cow! <laughs> S word. Uh. Let me, uh, wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. I well, feel like a fool. One of us is clearly delusional in our old age. <laughs> I tend That's to believe fine. you, sir. You know. <laughs> it was I. It blew my mind. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> and then I got a whole another story about that specific night. Uh, the uh, this woman I know who had an interaction with George Clinton. Anyway. That's for a different We're going to keep this PG. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All I right. was not involved in that other story. No. Even no. though I don't remember, I can safely say that. No. Yeah. Okay. It, <laughs> it happened or it didn't, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Call in now and share your opinion. <laughs> Did it happen or is this just a bunch of crap? Beyond that, uh, you... You and I met, I think, at the Minnesota Music Cafe. I think Bunkers. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Bunkers. And the story, as I recall it, was that you thought I was a guy that went to high school with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, some big dude named Caleb, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, hey, did you go to Hopkins High School? And I was like, no, No. I'm from Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, you got to (laughs) smoke. That's going back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we hung out at Bunkers a lot. We hung out at Minnesota Music Cafe. Um, I used to come. I saw you around a few times before I met you because I I, I remember, you know, the big dude in the hat. Oh, yeah. The pork pie. And the pork. You still have the pork pie. I do. Yes. I still have good, it. It's good, good. in rough shape. Oh no. Yeah. Well, it's case weathered. that thing up. I think it maybe deserves a spot somewhere here in, in, maybe, the, in the shop, dude. <laughs> maybe on the wall at the Minnesota Meats Cafe. You, you know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, that's Should have ridiculous. its own banner. Yeah. This guy. This hat. Just a big pink banner with a pork pie hat in the middle. Nobody has a clue who he is. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. So we've covered your your musical moment. We've covered um, your favorite folks, that your influential folks. Yes. Um, 
We've covered what advice you got for the kids. Um, another question I like to ask is favorite venue. Favorite venue? Well, currently? Currently, it's Five Watt Coffee, East Hennepin. No way. Well, for sure. Oh, wow. Well, for sure. I get to come in here every week, and I get to do my thing. And Shameless plug, folks. Organic <laughs> Thursdays. Toby Lee Marshall, Andy Boderman. It, it literally is the best music you can see anywhere, ever, for free. Caleb's right. He's right. Little stage at the corner. Killing organ, groove, and drum music. And I should add this. So... A lot of listeners may not have a clue uh, at the totality of the function of the Hammond organ and its intended purpose. So the Hammond organ uh, properly assembled and performed has foot pedals. Yes. And those foot pedals play the bass. Yes. It's the bass notes of the instrument. So what what is unique about that with you, Toby Lee Marshall, Spider-Man. Nah, it's been a long time. Spider-Man V3. Oh, boy. Uh, which is a nickname that I adorned on Toby years ago. Because he, with all the limbs moving, he looked like a spider playing this crazy machine <laughs> known as the Hammond organ. Uh, I can safely say I have a degree in bass guitar. I've played the bass for years and years. I'm not amazing by any standard. Toby's left foot is twice the bass player I will ever hope to be. And it is amazing to witness. Truly amazing. So if y'all don't come to 5 Watt on East Hennepin, 861 East Hennepin, Beltrami, Northeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, to witness this between the hours of 7 and 9 p.m. on Thursday nights. Hey, uh, quick on You're air, an idiot. On air production here. Um, are we going to move the time on that, by the way? Yeah, it was time. Yeah, I think for a couple weeks. I think we should, yeah. I think Andy wants to go 8 to 10. He does. I kind of do too. It works okay. out with his state fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. we'll get whatever you guys want to do. Totally. See, again. okay, now let me just say right there is one of the reasons why this is my favorite venue. <laughs> I mean, right there. This is whatever hey, you guys Toby, want. show up and, you know, do um, whatever you want. Yeah, and, all right. And that'll be cool. I can respect that. You know, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I decided when I decided to come back to music. That's, I'm going to be who Just I am. Just do it how you do it. You know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, personally, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, I knew from the moment I walked in this room, I'm playing here. <laughs> I didn't know it would be every week, but I knew I, it would happen. Nice. Yeah. So this is your favorite place to play currently? Currently, huh? absolutely. Right on. Absolutely. I mean, now, yeah, it's nice to get to go play big festivals. Awesome. You know, you show up, they've got cool gear you can use, great sound, blah, 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 big crowds. Those are all great. I, You know. Sure. It's fun. It, you know, makes you feel good. Um, it's, you know, I love doing all that stuff. But no. Yeah. As far as, like, a home base, this is it. And, and ah, thanks, no, man. No, no, thank you, because you've, you've, you've provided the, the place, man. You've built the venue. You built the stage, kid. <laughs> I literally built the yes, stage. We are sitting on it right now. I know. It's Conducting great, this interview. Yes. <laughs> This stage is awesome. Uh, it, it's pretty fun. Did it's you know you were going to build a stage when you first opened this place up? No. The, you know, the, the original plan was to build a room that the radio booth would live inside of. Right. And as we opened and mumped along and uh, time, money, all those other things started to roll into it, it, it got to the point where I was like, it's too exclusive to have it relegated by an entire room and and as a bit 
literally a, a big part of you and I reconnecting right as we were opening and you saying, I'm coming back to music. I was like, I'm going to seize this opportunity. <laughs> if I put a stage in here, I'm pretty sure I can get Toby to show up once a week. Every week. So, yeah, had it been a room, that wouldn't have happened. No. It wouldn't uh-huh. have worked out. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that right away. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we did some testing with the radio station, Radio 5 Watt, and Tucker Jensen, who's mm-hmm. our station manager. And we realized Tucker. that we didn't need a room. A, right. The ambience, the background noise, the folks you're hearing are, are literally patrons here at the shop. Yeah. And you hear the noises of their coffee drinks being prepared and all that stuff. It's part of what I love about this thing and this real life. scene it's real yeah. life and it's, it's actually happening it's as we are right now totally yeah it's great um i don't have any other real deep questions that i can think of that i wanted to get at you with um i guess let's go let's get into gear a little bit okay uh <clears throat> only because there, there may be a few Hammond players that tune in and check this out. Uh, There's thousands, Caleb. Let's not kid ourselves. Millions. All of them. What, <laughs> what would, what, what's your main axe currently? What's the go-to? Um, if I have my way, it's, uh, it's the C2 that I usually bring in here. It's a 54 uh, Hammond C2. Uh, I did add percussion to it, so it's basically the equivalent of the the famous B3. Sure. Um, but it's in a churchy type of box. Looks good in the church. I think it looks good at 5 watt. And anywhere else I happen to take it, it seems to look all right. So um, no. that's, that's the one. Um, something about that organ when I got it and hooked it up. Um, in all my years and all the organs that I've played, I've never named one until that one. And I, I, I just, it, it got a name. And I... What's the name? It's really it's glory. I just call it glory because ah. because it sounds glorious. Yeah, yeah. nice. And um, old glory. Yeah, she's old glory. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it's also the first organ where I kind of dug into it and did some of the work, you know, myself and got it up and running and you know, nice. So it's there's there's a little bit of blood, sweat, and tears in that one as well, um, but. Even if there weren't, the sound of that one is, is particular to my ear. I, I uh, you know, the low end is massive and the high end just sparkles. And no. Love it. So that's a 1954. That's a 54 C2. C2. Yes. Uh, it's got smoothies, organ geeks. Okay. Smoothies. It's got the smoothies. Is that an upgrade? Uh, it <sighs> what, uh, so what we're talking about here, folks, <laughs> is draw bars. <laughs> Which pull out the harmonics. You can add harmonics to any note or key on an organ. Yes. And there's two styles. There's smoothies and ratchetties. Ratchets. Yes. Ratchets. Now, every B3 ever made only had smoothies. Okay. Smoothies came around. They started in late 50. So they started building the B3 in 55. In late 54, they were putting the smoothies in the C2s and the B2s. So sure. when you find one with smooth draw bars, you know this one's a late B2 or C2. And then after that, it was B3s and C3s, and nobody looked back. Got it. Yeah. So smoothies, it's got uh, percussion. It does now, yes. Um, Toby lugs around a set of foot pedals that yes. uh, I have personally moved several times. <laughs> and and I can attest that they weigh about 60 pounds <laughs> and are sharp as hell. Yeah. Not only are they heavy, but they can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 145 tall boy, Leslie? Uh, well, it's a, basically it's a 147 or a 145 box. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Custom? Well. Not really. <laughs> Not really. No. So, yeah, you got a, a spinning horn. Yep. And the low rotor. What do you call that thing? Yeah, the, the low rotor. The low so rotor. It's, like it's a 15-inch woofer pointing down into a drum. Made of styrofoam or, styrofoam or wood. Or wood. Or yep. uh, masonite. Yeah, whatever. 
whatever they could actually flex and bend back yeah, in the day. Something that wouldn't change too much with temperature. And sure. Those things, you know, sounds like a dryer. Uh, so beyond that, you, you hook up a Mark Bass 115 combo bass amplifier. Since I've started playing bass, which is kind of a new development, development in the past few years, um, yeah, I, have, I, take, um, I get this little box from this company called Trek 2, and uh, I take a signal off the preamp, and it splits, you know, you can split low end and high end, or you can have the full signal, whatever you want. I sure. come out of that box into, uh, yeah, this student model uh, Mark Bass 15-inch, you know. Sounds cube. amazing. Sounds great. You know, for, for and especially for rooms, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, you take it outside, and you're, then you're, you're kind of wishing you had brought more. Swallows up a little bit. Yeah, but, but yeah, for rooms, it's just fine. It, it fills in the low end just the way I want it to. And, and Let's not lug a 300-plus pound organ with foot pedals and an Ampeg refrigerator. Oh, but gosh, wouldn't that sound nice? <laughs> Give me the SVT-810 just once. Oh, God. I can't That's wait till insane. I get out of a festival when there's an SVT-810. I'm plugging to that thing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about? Um, playing bass. Playing bass. I've always wanted to play bass. Yeah. Always wanted to play bass. And um, you've played bass. Like bass guitar? Yeah. Yeah. I've reco- I have recordings <laughs> that I produced that you played the bass tracks on. That's right, isn't it? Okay. So it would go something like this, folks. I, I'd sit in my studio for four hours straight, slamming my head against the wall, knowing in my mind exactly what I wanted to have performed and capture down a recording for for a tune. And at one point, Toby and I were neighbors. We we <laughs> shared a wall with one another. Those were the days. And I'm, I, it's one of these moments where I'm just killing myself, and I I hear the footsteps through the wall that I know is Toby, and I run over there and I'm like, hey man, come and play on this track. I'm it's killing me. I can't get it. Picks up the bass. And, and he plays something, and it's better than what I imagined in my head. But then I describe to him what I imagined in my head, and he nails it in one take all the way through. No cutting, no editing. And, and then he says, you, maybe, maybe you should try it like this. <laughs> then he's, then he... He's like, roll the tape. So I bring up a new track, let him have his way. (laughs) Yes, that still exists as the final cut bass track on that particular song uh, from uh, our dear friend, Joshua Stuckey, Stuck in the Jukes. Which song? Which song? Oh, man. First album, soundtrack. Soundtrack to my Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. I don't remember exactly what song was. Okay. Might have been when you come knocking. Oh, I think you. Put, I think two of your bass performances are on that record huh. that were better than what I could get with me playing. Huh. Who was the bass player in the <laughs> band? Mind you, uh, once again, folks, Toby's left foot better bass player than I'll ever be in my life, Stop. and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be a fan. You know, t- full disclosure, Caleb, I use my left hand more than I use my foot. Shh. <laughs> no one needs to ever know. Although no that, that line on Curly's I do with my foot. And yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Well, one thing, I, I did want to kind of tell the story of, of, of bass. Of yeah. Bass. So I'm, I'm playing. This is before I made my big, com- big comeback. Um, I was doing, uh, we were playing at Newman's in North St. Paul. I was playing with Dylan Salfer and Andy. And, um, and we, there was a bass player on the gig. And I show up to the gig, and Dylan and Andy are they're there, and they're kind of they're nervous. They're kind of like, oh, we don't have a bass player. Our, our, our bass player's in Mexico. Or, you know, he's like, he's gone. Like, there was a snafu or whatever. He's not coming. 
I'm like, really, Mexico? Like, you can't make it? <laughs> it's got an hour. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Mexico. I'm like, okay. They're like, we were thinking you should just play bass. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. So I grab my phone and I start looking through my phone. Every bass player I have in my contacts, I'm calling, I'm texting. Hey, 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 I know it's last minute. Come to Newman's, please. Just get, just get here. Just get here. Don't, don't make me play bass. Come on. Right. You know? And after a few minutes of this kind of fretting and freaking out, Andy, in his way, comes over, puts his hand on my shoulder in his way. And Andy, says, who's about 6'6", <laughs> like, 350, <laughs> eight. Yeah. Yes. So in he, his way. In his way. He gently comes over. And <laughs> he put his hand on my shoulder, and he looked at me, and he said, Toby, you got this. And I was just like, oh, you know, big F word. So were you there with your organ? I was there with the organ, with the chopper. Yeah. And uh, I ended up playing bass that night. Oh, wow. And that, that started the whole me playing bass thing. You know, up until that point, I'd always gigged with a bass player, man. I, you know. Yeah. You know, it's the, the jazz guys play bass on organ. Sure, know? sure, sure. But we, I mean, we did everything from <laughs> blues shuffles to stones tunes to whatever, you know, and we got done with the gig and Andy was like, man, you're like, you're one of the better bass players in town. <laughs> I'm like, no way. So we had so much fun that night that we, Dylan and, and uh, Andy and myself got to talking and we we're like, Hey, you know, that was really fun. And maybe next time let's just do it without the bass player. <laughs> yeah. Save the dough. Right. Who needs a four string monkey anyway? Except I was like, no, you gotta pay me twice. I'm doing two jobs. Oh, snap. oh. I mean, pound for pound, <laughs> you're lugging more than what you would typically lug and a bass player would lug all together. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Triple scale. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You hear that, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so that would be, you know, for the thousands of organ players that are listening, play bass, man. Play bass. There you go. Play bass. Toby Lee Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for uh, all of the great stories and the wisdom. <laughs> uh, and again, folks, if you'd like to see Toby play, come down to uh, Five Watt Coffee Northeast, East Hennepin, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, the Beltrami neighborhood of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Every Thursday night, typically from seven to nine p.m. But for a while, we're going to do eight Let's to ten. Eight to ten, you know, and see how it goes. Smoky after-hour thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's the, not forget. Um, if you can't make it down, ooh, how, how else could you possibly y- hear that gig? You Caleb? could tune in on Radio Five Watt. There's an app, folks. Download it today. Download it today. <laughs> uh, R- Radio Five Watt in the App Store, both Android and Apple. Um, not to mention, there's an amazing uh, addition to the app uh, from the guys who created the app for us called Swenever, which is a local yes. music calendar. Yes, it's awesome. That is really awesome. It, it's fast becoming the only source that I check for shows anywhere in uh, the Twin Cities. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's everything you really want to know about what's going on. Yeah. Um, Plus, we live broadcast Organic Thursdays. I we mean, live what, broadcast what Organic Thursdays. I yeah. Jeez. It's amazing. Yeah, you can it's come down. You can come and sit in this room. And how much, put how on much your does it cost? And listen to us in stereo. How much does it cost? Not a thing. It's not a free. Thing. Not a thing. Just a bit of your time. I might make you buy a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. I mean, if there's a bunch of people in here, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. So... Uh, <laughs> Folks, this is the third episode of Back of House. I am your host, Caleb Garn. My guest today is Toby Lee Marshall. Uh, and thank you, sir. Thanks, Caleb. Love Y'all you. have a, uh, a great uh, rest of your week. And the next episode, I'm hoping, will be with Mr. Nick Salisbury. Ooh, I know him. Bass player. Oh. Bass player. Play bass, man. 
Uh, yeah, he's doing great things. He's out on big time national tours, yeah. killing everything, and he's all grown up now. Oh, it's so good. To and see we're just lucky to get to see him when we do. That's true. That's true. Well, we're just lucky to be here because here is the best place on earth for musical talent. We both know this. Now yep. the whole world does. There if you, you go. can't live here, you can radio five watt it. Just do it. You can clue in. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Be uh, be kind to one another. Bye-bye. Featured music in today's episode was Toby Lee Marshall on Hammond B3 organ and Andy Broderman on drums. Toby and Andy perform every Thursday evening as Totally Organic right here at 5 Watt Coffee in the Beltrami neighborhood of Northeast Minneapolis, the home of Radio 5 Watt. Tune in again next time, and thanks for listening to Back of House from Radio 5 Watt. Music from here to go.